Welcome to the Boost Health Podcast, where we are searching for wellness balance. Your host is Paul Sandberg, a certified strength and conditioning specialist with nearly 20 years of experience in the health and fitness industry and degrees in human biology and business. At Boost Health, our passion is to learn and share new wellness tactics and help individuals create their own personal health strategy. Join us on this journey of being open-minded and trying new things. You can learn more at MyBoostHealth.com. Welcome to the show. Find your balance. 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 Find your balance. That is our goal here at Boost Health. Welcome to episode number 40 of the Boost Health Podcast. Today's show features special guest Firas Abdallah, founder of MX Nutraceuticals and creator of a natural cognitive enhancing supplement called Cognizin. We discuss my results with this product, including whether or not it helped me with energy, focus, meditation, and memory. We dig into the active ingredients of Cognizin and why he made this unique natural formula. We also let Furious respond to skeptical points of view of nootropics, how nootropics are different than smart drugs, the wonderful world of adaptogens, the supplement industry in general, and how Furious finds his balance. A couple quick announcements before we jump into the show. Extra Boost. I'm beginning work on a special members area on the myboosthealth.com website. In this members area, I'm going to be able to share additional fitness and wellness tips, workout videos, nutrition ideas, behind the scenes of what I do personally on a day-to-day basis, a community forum, and much more. So stay tuned for more details and the launch on this. Boost Health TV, in case you have not heard, Boost Health TV has launched. There are several episodes of the Boost Health podcast that are available now on the Boost Health TV YouTube channel. I'll link to this in the show notes and blog in case you want to check it out. Newsletter. If you haven't already signed up for the weekly Boost newsletter, you can do so very simply by entering your name and email into the form on the homepage of myboosthealth.com. This way you don't miss any Boost Health news. All right, now here is episode number 40 with Firas Abdallah. Uh, well, I have a special guest on the show with me today. His name is Firas Abdallah. And hey, Paul, thanks for having me. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for for being here. It's it's great. Now you're you're usually in London, but you're in is it Lebanon today? Yeah, yeah. Um, so Lebanon is where I'm originally from, actually, and we are about to launch Cognizant, our product here in Lebanon, like on a on a wide scale. It's going to be the first nootropic in the market. So it's, it's quite a big deal. And of course, I'm also qu- quite well connected because it's my, my home country. Um, See, so I'm staying here for, for a few months. I don't really have a set deadline for when I go back to London or Europe. But for the time being, I'm in Lebanon. Yes. Fantastic. And so, okay, it's 3, 3.15 p.m. here in, in Hong Kong. What time is it in, in Lebanon? It's 9.13 Okay, so I didn't make you wake up uh, too early. No, 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 it was good. Actually, I, I thought you know, <laughs> uh, like we'll, we'll roll with UK time, you know, because it's clear. I'm not gonna tell you, oh, I'm in Lebanon. It's two plus hours. I'll just roll with it. Right. <laughs> well, um, I want to tell you all a little bit about Firas. Um, 
he's a bit of an oddball according to him. So he's had his head, had he had his head properly tied onto his body after high school, he would have most likely become a medical doctor, but fate had it that he ended up going to business school. Now he says that business education is easy and overrated. I, I, I uh, differ with that. I thought it was tough, but it was easy for him. Um, so he, that and combined with his curiosity meant that he had enough time on his hands to indulge in some of his other intellectual curiosities, which range from biology, nutrition, and nootropics, all the way to philosophy and spirituality. And despite the apparent disparity in these interests, they can all be seen as different paths leading to optimization or to wholeness if one must use spiritual language. Now, it was Ferris who first saw the need for this natural, high-quality nootropic after he was searching the internet to buy such a product for himself, only to be disappointed with everything he saw. And he knew then that he'd have to take matters into his own hands. I've definitely had products like that where I just wish I could create my own. So uh, this is actually pretty inspirational to me. So Ferris is, you know, the founder of MX Nutraceuticals, and it's a supplement company with their current focus on a cognitive enhancing supplement they call Cognizant. And, you know, I'm one of those people, I think those of you that have been listening to my show for a while know, I like to do lots of N equals one experiments. <laughs> I've tried a whole bunch of different supplements throughout the years uh, to maximize performance. And nowadays, yeah, I, I, yeah go ahead. I have- I have to tell your audience that Paul didn't just, you know, take the take cognizant from me. He grilled me on the questions, and I was happy with it. But he he was <laughs> he was, uh, you know, um, like I would say he had, he had some health, healthy skepticism. Uh, he was curious, and he he knew his his stuff basically. So he didn't just, you know, take it. Oh, that's cool. I have like a thread of twenty emails from him. I can show you anytime. <laughs> well, yeah, I I didn't when I was in my twenties. I may not have done my my homework quite as well. It certainly wasn't as as easy to, as the uh, internet was just barely alive in, in those days. This was pre Google. There was actually days okay, before wow. Google. Yeah, yeah, I'm an old guy. <laughs> oh wow! I I thought you okay. Well. I'm 26. I don't know if it, if it shows anywhere on the bio. How old are you, Paul? Uh, I am going to be 40 uh, in almost exactly a month, December 13th. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Old, old, well, old guy. Okay, well. <laughs> Thank you. Well, so yeah. So as Ferris mentioned, a few months ago, he reached out to me about trying Cognizant. And I, I was a little skeptical at first. I wanted to do my homework. I wanted to check a few things out. And, you know, I've heard you know, I listen to a lot of different podcasts. I read a lot of research and I had actually seen and heard a lot of really good things about nootropics in general. So I was curious already, but I just wasn't sure about, you know, taking them myself. So as Ferris said, I did, I did grill them a little bit. I, I researched the ingredients that they use, which they do a nice job of explaining on the website. We'll talk about those in a little bit and everything looked great. There's no side effects that I could see, except for there was just a little bit of concern around Panex ginseng. Um, if you take it over a long period of time, and it's just questionable, we, they just don't know that much about it. Um, and so if you don't know about Panex ginseng, it's an adaptogen. Uh, Ferris can probably talk about it better than I can, but it's basically defined as adaptogens are basically non-toxic plants that help your body resist stressors. Uh, so physical, biological, and so on. These these types of stressors, it helps sort of resist that. So these herbs, yeah, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and they've been using these for centuries in, you know, in Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine. So it's, they're, they're nothing new. And so, yep. you know, remember Ferris, he pointed me to the fact that with Cognizant, 
you know, you recommend that you take it for five days in a row and then you stop taking it for two consecutive days. So maybe Monday through Friday, you take it and then you stop taking it on Saturday and Sunday as, as an example. Exactly. And the reasoning behind that is two things. First, you don't build tolerance towards the ingredients of the product. Mm -hmm. Uh, that, that way you guarantee that cognizant will be effective over the long term. And the second reason is of course, related to what you said. Now there are, there are not really uh, like, Panax ginseng hasn't been proven toxic uh, as far as I know, and I've done quite a bit of research. It, all it is is that they haven't really tested it over, over the very long term. Uh, but that doesn't mean that there's anything with it. No, to, to con- because we want to take everything into consideration and to counter that, th- that's where the two-day break is also important because in two days, your body will be clear of all the, the cognizant ingredients, including ginseng. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, and that actually helps answer one of my questions that I have for you later that, that we'll bring up quickly. So, okay. so yeah, so you answered my questions really well. Um, and I was, I was ready to green light it, but I'll say I was pretty happy with, with my coffee. You know, I would drink my coffee. Yeah. I'm pretty regimented with my morning routine, you know, drinking coffee. I would take master pattern amino acids, uh, so I could, yeah. you know, train fasted and keep my nitrogen levels up. Uh, Did so you- yeah, go ahead. Did you take cognizant with your coffee or did you leave like two or three hours in between? Well, I actually, I had a, I have a whole bunch of different uh, scenarios that I'm going to, I'm going to share with you. And I, I really want to hear your take on, on how I did. I, I do too. I want to hear what, what happened. Okay. That's so we'll leave, well, that's a teaser for everybody. We'll, we'll I'll definitely okay. want to save that for a second. Uh, so, so just, you know, with my morning routine, I would, I would do my morning workout typically get the kids to school on my walk home. I'm, you know, I'm dictating gratitude into my journal on Evernote. I'm talking about accomplishments, strategic direction. And so talking about productivity here, I, as soon as I get home, I, I sit down and I do the hardest thing first rule, which is do the hardest thing of your day for the first 90 minutes and then do for output tasks and then later do the two minute rule for input tasks. So I'm really dialed in with productivity. And when you started talk, talking about Cognizant and when I started researching the possibility of having more productivity, I really got excited about that. So, uh, I was curious. I was definitely curious. And I wondered if, you know, one thing that happens with coffee, and I think a lot of people that drink coffee have experienced this, if you get just a little bit, for, you know, past that line, and it's kind of hard to find where that line is, you get kind of jittery. And it, and you sort of, you lose that smooth energy effect, and you sort of get into a place that's not very fun. And that's happened to me a few times. <clears throat> so I was yep. interested in that piece too, where I might be able to find something that'll help me have good energy and focus and productivity without getting all crazy jittery. So and, and how was it with Cognizant? Did you find that like you got energetic without the jitters? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely get into, you know, the different scenarios, but I, I found yeah. that it, it was really, really good energy, but it was smooth and I didn't have like big spikes and drops like, like I get with coffee. So I, I think everybody's clear. There's panic, panics ginseng as one of the key ingredients. There's six key ingredients in Cognizant, but I wanted you, Ferris, to just run through the list of the six ingredients and sort of what each one of them do and, and why you decided on those particular ones. Okay. Well, okay. This is going to get technical. I hope it doesn't get too complex for, for the audio. Okay, oh, let's do we it. love it. We love it. Okay. Awesome. So um, we've got the caffeine, which you've mentioned. And we've got L-theanine, and that's a type of amino acid usually present in green tea. Um, now, that that's, that goes into effect almost immediately, like within 30 to 45 minutes. 
And what it does, so the caffeine is the energy booster. That that much is clear. Everyone knows about caffeine. Right. What L-theanine does is it smooths out the the jitters that might be caused by caffeine, without decreasing caffeine's energetic effect. If it makes sense. So it's like you keep the high without the you know the the uh, yeah the jitters like without without any extra anxiety. So okay. Annihilation of anxiety without decrease in energy. So it's not a sedative. Right. That much theory, yeah? Okay. But it doesn't only do that. What alphanine also does is it gives you an added attention boost, which would not be present with either caffeine or alphanine alone. So there's an added attention boost, which I think you probably came across in your research, which only comes when you combine caffeine and alphanine. Interesting. Okay. So the combination... That that yeah. those two, I think I've got some research that we'll share later in the in the show. But those two are well researched as a as a combo, theanine and, and caffeine, right? Okay, um, perfect. And let's so that that's that goes into effect immediately. Now we'll go into the adaptogen part, which is the four uh, adaptogen ingredients. Let me start by rhodiola rosea. Um, so rhodiola rosea is probably you no. Know, before before I go into the specific in a separate ones, I only chose uh, adaptogens. Well, first I chose adapt, adapt, adaptogens because they have a very high safety profile, and we've known them for many many you know centuries. Right. Um, like for myself, I wanted something extremely effective because I was disappointed in in what I thought was only. Uh, you know, caffeine-based nootropics. I think you probably mentioned that at, at some point in our correspondence. But I wanted something that really worked and the same, at the same time was really, really safe. As, as safe as my coffee, basically. Right, right. And yeah, that, that's why I chose adaptogens. And also the cool thing about adaptogens is that they don't just, you know, uh, operate, like they don't just do one thing. They, they do quite a few things mentally and physically and that's why they're called adaptogens so i thought that was like you know um like a huge part of of you know two plus two equals five this whole like synergy uh, <laughs> I like mental that. And, yeah so I'll, I'll go into the specific adaptogens now uh, radiola rosea is also called the arctic root and um by, by the way paul you know there's actually a way for you to to follow up like specifically on what i'm saying have you heard of examine.com Yes. Okay. So you can type uh, into Google rhodiolarosiaexamen.com and then you can check the, the studies as I talk about it if, if you'd like to. I don't know how, how practical it is. Um, well, so uh, Rosia, I'll just yeah, say, sorry, Furious, I'll just, I'll, I'll add um, in our show notes and in the blog, um, all okay. the things that we uh, talk about today so people can easily uh, click on it. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So Rodiolarosia has uh, quite a few clinical studies. You know, it's, it's proven that it's a very effective anti-fatigue. Um, and that's both physical and mental fatigue. So what it does is it makes you feel less physically you know, tired. But at the same time, it uh, preserves your mental performance under conditions of extreme tiredness and fatigue. Uh, so the, the, that's how the Rodiola rosia cognition effect takes place. It, it um, um, like you would really feel it if you were tired or underslept. Then the Rodiola rosia would, would like have an even stronger effect. And uh, be like, uh, so we've got the anti-fatigue, the physical and the mental, but also it's a mood booster. It's pro-serotonergic, 
and it's also been proven to increase serotonin in the brain. Um, so I think now you're getting the pattern of how how each of these ingredients will have more than one one benefit. And we've uh, like to, to like these are the main rhodiolarosia benefits. To move over to Panax ginseng, Panax ginseng is as you mentioned a tonic. Uh, it's it's you know it boosts your energy, but it doesn't do it the same way caffeine does it. Uh, ginseng. Jensen's energy boost is actually significantly longer lasting. So where caffeine lasts for about four to six hours uh, on average, Jensen would last more like 10 hours. And um, it, it's it's more, you know, it's subtler. It's, it's uh, you don't, you might be able to feel it, you might not. It depends on how, how aware you are of your uh, physical state. But the, it also ties in with Rhodiola rosea in defeating fatigue. So now you've got an anti-fatigue synergy between Rhodiola rosea and the next ginseng. So are, are you following like the picture I'm painting here? Yes, I, I am. And I, you know, I think it, it's making sense now why you get the sort of, I almost would call it like a, a mild buzz type of a feeling. I, I can't think of another way to describe it. Like you just have this smooth energy feeling. You don't feel tired. You don't feel fatigued. Uh, and, and, and I want to talk about this in a little bit too. Like I noticed even, uh, on my off days, like the day yeah. after I took it, I still sort of felt that a little bit. I don't know if it was placebo or not, or if there's evidence of that happening to other people, but it's, yeah, it's, as you say, it's, it's, it's subtle, but that combined with the, the caffeine, it really seemed at least in my experience to make, make it feel really level and, and not too much, but, but certainly noticeable. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the like intention behind it. Um, and then we've got. I'm gonna go to the easier one because I'm gonna go to ginkgo biloba now. And uh, ginkgo biloba, its main effect is increasing blood flow and specifically blood flow to your brain. Although it will do, it will increase blood flow in your body in general. And I think you felt. Um, did you feel any like sometimes any tingling anywhere in your in your feet or arms? Uh, I felt tingling actually in my in my uh, arms and in my throat, especially for some reason. Okay, cool. Well, that, that's that's you know blood flow. That, that's increased blood flow basically. Like for example, when I was first testing it a long time ago, I had a, a cousin who felt you know a bit numb in in her foot in like in very cold uh, weather and in, in like you know the hard deep winter. And one of the first things she noticed when she took Cognizant is that I actually, I feel, you know, more blood flowing through my legs. Um, and I knew right away it was the ginkgo. Um, so the ginkgo's, um, the ginkgo, a ginkgo has, sorry, the ginkgo, sometimes I spell it ginkgo. The ginkgo has two main benefits. One is increased blood flow to the brain. And the other, and I've got a, I've got a double blind placebo study on, on the effect I'm about to mention right now is when you combine it with a Panax ginseng, it increases memory by approximately 7.5% over the course of three months. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you, and, and, what's yeah, the source of that study, Ferris? Um, I, I, can, I can send it to you by, uh, I think I have it on my How It Works page, but I can send it to you. Uh, actually, let, let me try to send it right now. Yeah, we'll just include it in the, in the show notes and, and blog for everybody. Uh, and the cool thing, actually, was that when they tested it, they found out that um, they had one test point two weeks after they stopped supplementation. All right, so this was two weeks after, and they realized that most of the benefit was still there. So that was really big for them. For the oh yeah, that's huge. 
Um, the cool thing is that it wasn't the only study. The study was done to replicate uh, like a previous positive study. So this was a confirmation. And, you know, a double-blind placebo study is as, as, you know, sophisticated and accurate as it can get. Absolutely. Um, so that's that's the Ginkgo Now, the ashwagandha, which is the last uh, of the adaptogens. Ashwagandha is mainly an anti-stress adaptogen. So there is a, like a, a stress resilience uh, effect, which also um, goes uh, in synergy with, with like the, the stress resilience effect of the other adaptogens. I, all three have it actually in different proportions. I think Rhodiola rosea is probably the, the uh, along with ashwagandha, they're the strongest stress resilience uh, factors. Um, but ash ashwagandha is the, is the strongest anti-stress and anti-anxiety uh, ingredient in cognizant. So this probably also guaranteed that you don't feel absolutely any jitters from from the caffeine or for, or like you know the combination of caffeine and ginseng, and it adds to the uh, uh, stress resilience uh, uh, effect combined with the other adaptogens, and it also has some neuroprotective benefits, which is something it has in synergy with ginkgo biloba because you know increased blood flow will have. Um, has does have a neuroprotective effect because ginkgo is also an antioxidant. So it's uh, th that's I think the the big picture in general. So you can see how how different elements tie into each other in several ways. That's why I was I was a bit like oh wow that, that's a lot to talk about in in detail. <laughs> no, I appreciate uh, that, and, and actually I want to dig just a, a little bit deeper because you know I always say you know learn new things, don't be closed minded, be open minded, try new things. So. I'm guessing that you, and I always say, you know, try to take 1% from, from everybody and take what you like, throw it against the wall, see what sticks. So you must have been trying different products and seeing what supplements you liked and what, what uh, ingredients they had that you liked and ones that you didn't like. And what was the process for you like of coming down to these final six ingredients and coming to what Cognizant's final uh, formula was? Yeah, okay. So m most of these ingredients I had tried individually before, you know, as in a tropics amateur or enthusiast. Oh, so um, you, so, sorry. So you actually were able to get these. Yeah, I guess that's probably not that difficult to get these in individual form and just sort of see what reaction you had to each one. Yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're quite popular, most of them. So you can get them in, in, uh, separately uh, for sure. It, it might be a bit difficult because, like, um, some manufacturers are a bit careless with the with the specifications. So, like, if you look at the ingredients I have in Cognizant, they have, you know, I've, I've got like a very detailed specifications next to the ingredient name, and that that's very important because if if the specification is wrong or off, then it, it's not gonna be like I use the same specifications of the ingredients that were used in clinical studies. Otherwise, I can't really predict how they're gonna they're gonna act. Right, right. Yeah, you don't want any extra variables that you don't need. Yeah, no, no extra variables, and not just that. Like, if the specification specification is off, it might not work at all. Like, like it's it's too big a risk. So I I use like exactly you know spot on down to the very last like milligram what the what the uh, standardized extracts uh, used in the clinical studies were. Like you know that that was a must for me, and uh, I I um, I think that that's gonna you can ask me now about like how we ensure that. So I was a bit tough with my manufacturer about getting like I want to see the certificate of analysis to be you know a hundred percent what I got like not not any kind of like no variation was acceptable basically. Right, right. Um, but but sorry, I, I was I'm I'm the 
we're going on a tangent. Okay. <laughs> so how, how I did it. So I had this like practical experience, um, you know, as, as someone who's been in the industry as an amateur, let's say. And then I had, I teamed up with Greg, who's the resident scientist, as I say, and in, in, in the company. So Greg is, uh, all, you know, he's almost towards the end of finishing his PhD in biochemistry. And he was also an entropic enthusiast in his own right. So that was before we even met. Um, so we teamed up. And I have, I'd say we can divide the, the, the whole process into three stages of how we came up with Cognizant. The first part was, let's go academic research. Okay. And uh, for that, we... We wanted to choose ingredients, uh, which were, which, like I said, have a really high safety profile, which is why we picked adaptogens as our main, you know, core ingredients. And then we picked the adaptogens, which have a very high uh, effectiveness, you know, proven, proven effective effects, which you will be able to see for yourself if you go to examine.com, which for, for the viewers who don't know, examine.com is kind of like um, um, an uh, it aggregates the different studies on ingredients. So you can you can basically see all the studies in one place. That's what examine.com does. So it's a shortcut for you guys to go check it yourselves. That's a good so, resource. Thanks, Ferris. Of course. So we picked ingredients which we know are very safe and are very effective. And we, we did that through lots of research. That was phase one. Phase two was we actually... Um, dug a lot like like you dug very deep into the different forums of nootropics which is like the nootropics group on facebook the nootropics subreddit and the longacity nootropics uh, forum and this might sound a bit off for some people but actually this was really important because um some ingredients appear to be safe on paper but have unexpected side effects in practice and i can mention a few if you'd like Yes, yes, that'd be good for, okay. for us to know for those that might be taking something that has that in it. Okay, so for example, alpha-GPC, you know, which is a form of choline. Have you heard of it? Yes. Uh -huh. Okay, so that, that's actually been, that has a few studies behind it, and it's, it's to some degree, you know, proven on paper. Um, and it's, it's thought to be safe on paper as well, but if you go... And, and dig, you know, dig through the forums and like the, the self-reported, you know, anecdotal experience, as I call it, anecdotal feedback or anecdotal reports, you'd find out dozens and dozens of cases where people become severely uh, depressed and fatigued from taking alpha GPC. Wow. But not, not only alpha GPC, also it happens with uh, CDP choline, which is another choline source similar to alpha GPC. And um, the reason seems to be, you know, too much choline in the brain. And um, it's, it's not well known, you know, on, on like uh, in, the, um, in the science field that this can happen. But it, it, it has happened like a lot. I mean, you can, any one of you guys can now go on to Google, just write um, Reddit choline fatigue or depression and see what comes up. You're going to go through dozens and dozens. I don't know if there's a hundred of uh, hundreds of them also. I don't know. But it, it can happen. A uh, similar thing happens with Bacopa monieri. Have you heard of it, Will? No, I'm not familiar with that one. Okay, so Bacopa monieri is actually uh, probably the strongest natural nootropic. It, 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 uh, it has a proven memory increase of 13%, of I think, over 12 weeks, which is really high. Is um, that in a healthy adult or is that in like a... Um, uh, I know no, healthy. It's healthy, okay. okay. 
Interesting. Yeah, and it's also it's also an adaptogen, Bacopa monieri. Um, so it's it's not very different from what I you know from what we have in cognizant. But the problem with Bacopa monieri is you'll also find many many reports of a similar thing with choline, but a bit different. So people, some people uh, report uh, lethargy and complete lack of motivation after using Bacopa for a few days. Wow. Some even from the first time. Yeah, you don't want so that. For, yeah, no, for real. Like, <laughs> I'm not making this up, guys. You, you Google Bacopa Monieri lethargy and then see what happens. So, uh, so and, and the, because I, you know, like, if I look on the paper, like, I want to use alpha GPC. I want to use Bacopa Monieri. You know, I want to, like, find a way to, to connect it to the other ingredients in, in my product. But after looking at that, I decided that, okay, they look great on paper, but I'm not taking the risk. You know, I don't want anyone to take my product and then feel lethargic or depressed or or fatigued so was a no no like even though i got criticized uh, by uh, for it by some some websites uh who, who review nootropics but you know i i had my reasons i don't think we understand the cholinergic system in the brain well enough to use these ingredients yeah i mean who wants to have that boost of memory uh to and have to sacrifice you know <laughs> being depressed or 100 uh, percent. yeah exactly, exactly. So, so those are the first two stages, you know, stage one is academic, you know, thorough academic research. Stage two is digging through anecdotal reports. And stage three, of course, is experimentation. And that's where we test the, the product or, or like a sample of it, but this, you know, exact same. So basically cognizant without the, the label, just a bottle of, 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 you know, like 10 bottles of pills in them. And I tested them on my friend, you know, Greg, my business partner, family, friends, like whoever, I, I tested all over the place. And um, when I saw it was effective, not only effective, but effective in the way we wanted it to be effective and without any significant side effects, I was actually, that's it. Like funny enough, we got it right from the first time. We didn't really adjust. Like our uh, testing stack was exactly what we ended up putting in, in, in the com you know commercial product. Wow. That means you guys did a great job on your homework and self-experimentation first before you ended up going with that yeah. that's great well that yeah that was actually very good news for us because you know um like changing like any change you'd have to see how the change affects all the other ingredients and then you'd have to test it again and that would be lots of delay so that was there was a bit of luck in that i would say absolutely and you you told me before we started uh recorded fear so you uh, this surprised me with how great the quality uh of your product is and your website and everything uh, so June or Ju July of, of 18, 2018, you actually officially launched, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, I would, I remember, um, I was, I was sending out bottles on the second week of June to, um, to like, you know, uh, like nootropics experts who review the different stacks on their websites. So that I think like in mid June was when the website became actually functional, but we hadn't done absolutely anything at the time so i would say like realistically it was july when we began yeah it's that uh you know you were taking the cognizant you were extra productive and got it uh got it <laughs> done quickly right <laughs> yeah no for sure like uh i like it does have it does give me that i don't know if if you uh because i haven't had many people who have mentioned this specific uh effect of cognizant i don't know if, it, if i'm if it's maybe because i'm extra aware of how it can affect me because you know, i'm the one who did it but I do. I, I did get only one other customer who who gave me this exact feedback that they 
I, I feel that they make me quite goal oriented, sometimes a bit too goal oriented. So I, be, I become like a goal finishing machine. Like if you give me a to-do list and I'm on, I'm on Cognizant, I'll just go like, um, uh, you know, it's like excessive goal orientation. Some, sometimes it's excessive even, I think. Yeah, I guess I can't really test that on me specifically, although I'll talk to to productivity here in a little bit on Cognizant. Yeah. I, I'm built that way. I'm wired that way, if you will. I, you know, I really, oh, okay. I really like productivity. I like spreadsheets. I like lists and checking things off lists and that sort of stuff. But I will say that um, my ability to stay focused on task was definitely, definitely heightened. Well, I'll quickly talk about my experience with okay. it. And yeah, so this is the, this is, I'm getting the whole, you're going to tell us about the different, you know, trying cognizant in different situations now, right? Yes. Yes. This is what my cliffhanger was before. So very cool. drum roll and excitement here. All right. <laughs> so, so I played around with different times a day and I remember actually asked you a question partway through cause I was, I was wondering about this. So I tried it. Um, one time I took it later in the afternoon. Um, I don't know why. I think I wanted to drink my coffee in the morning and then um, take it like later in the afternoon just to see how I would respond to to both. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I remember I shot you an email shortly after that and I said, uh, I felt like good energy, but I couldn't sleep very well that night. And you're like, yeah, dummy, you don't take it, you know, that late in the afternoon, <laughs> something to that effect. Well, I I actually have, I'm certain, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I have to say like, uh, you know, this is like, there is a factual bit there is that, yeah, you definitely shouldn't take it like any later than, than 1 or 2 p.m. In fact, it's better if you take it before 12 p.m., like very soon after you wake up. But there have been a few cases, and this is one of the side effects which I'm going to declare. You know, it's real. I'm not going to deny it. I've, I've done the, the math bit, and there is a 1 over 11 uh, chance that even if you take it in the morning, it's going to affect your sleep. Right. Okay. Well, I'll say, yeah. I'll say after you, you know, recommended that I take it earlier in the day, um, I was totally fine. Um, okay. so I did another situation where I took it early in the morning instead of coffee, just to see if it would replace my coffee. So, you know, I usually, um, on my workout mornings, uh, when I'm not teaching one of my classes, I will get up at four 30 and then, um, I'll usually be having coffee at like 10 till five, uh, with amino acids. And then I'm out the door. Um, so yeah. I, I totally did it by itself one time and I felt yeah. fine. Uh, yeah. and then I took it with the amino acids and I, I didn't anticipate there would be any problem there. And, and, and there was, and I just wanted to try them sort of independently. Um, one morning I took it instead of coffee, uh, as I said, and I was wondering how it would affect me during my workout. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't know if it was placebo or not, but, uh, I felt a little bit nervous, but. I'm kind of a, when I'm out on the road exercising, I can be a little bit nervous and my heart rate spikes up and down, but this is interesting. I felt a little bit nervous, but my heart rate was lower than normal. I watched my heart rate really closely when I, when I cycle and run, I want run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anecdotal, I know, but I thought that was interesting. Um, no, that, that, no, yeah, that wasn't placebo for sure. It was the ashwagandha and the rhodiola was, it was basically the adaptogens doing their work. So, so what would normally make my heart rate say spike up to 165 or 170 over my threshold, the yeah. adaptogens were helping me sort of calm down. 
Well, not, not only that, actually, it, it, it's also, it's partly uh, the Ginkgo biloba as well, because increased blood flow would mean that your heart doesn't have to work as much to give, to deliver oxygen to your different body parts. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, what? That's, that's, sorry, so, that, that's why some, some like uh, elite athletes take beetroot juice, like uh, as a pre-workout before they do their, their intense workout, because that's what it does. Yeah. Oxygenation. Yes. Yeah. I, so you and I are going to have to build a, a workout supplement together. That'll be fun. <laughs> I love for it. <laughs> um, so what I wanted to mention on this particular situation too. So again, no coffee on this day, took my Cognizant in the morning, worked out with it. I was still able to take an afternoon nap, which I thought was really cool. So I took it at, mm. you know, 10 till five or five in the morning or whatever. And then I took a mm. nap at, at 1 PM, totally fine. So I thought that was pretty cool. Another day I took it early in the morning instead of coffee before cycling. Um, so again, around five o'clock in the morning. And then I waited three hours and mm. because I love coffee, I had some coffee and I felt fine. Totally fine. I still felt like I had good, smooth energy. I didn't drink a ton. I didn't have, have like four cups. I think I just sort of yep. sipped on maybe a cup or cup and a half of coffee, nothing major, but felt fine. Mm. Um, and then another day I took this uh, Cognizant, I took it. I had coffee in the morning like I normally would. So early in the morning at about five, I took Cognizant in the mid morning. Um, so probably eight 30 or nine in the morning. Um, mm -hmm. so four hours later, and then I felt okay. Um, mm -hmm. and actually I really liked this for me because then I felt really, really good during the productivity tasks that I was talking about earlier. So I do this first 90 rule where hardest thing of the day, what is it? output task, sit down, go 90 minutes, boom. Yeah. And I felt really, really focused. Like a lot of times I have to, I mean, I have to keep my phone out of my room. I have to keep my email closed. <laughs> like I yeah. really, yeah. really have to work hard to focus. And on that particular day, when I did this, it was easier for me to get in a rhythm and just stay, stay focused on, on my task and, and check things off. So it was cool. Yeah. I think that relates to what I was talking about. Like one of the effects it has on me also with like the goal orientation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree. That sounds like the same thing. Yeah, that is, I think. So for me, I think that is what, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this, but for me still having my little half cup of coffee before I work out, then wait three hours and then take Cognizant right as I'm getting started to hit my work productivity part of the day felt like the best hack, That's biohack, perfect. if you will. No, no, that, that, that's perfect. Three hours between Cognizant and the coffee. I totally agree. That's, that's perfect. That's good. Like I, I have, you have my, my stamp of, of approval. That's good. <laughs> cool. Uh, that's good. You know, what was interesting to me too, is this seemed again, placebo, I don't know, but it felt like it hits my bloodstream in like five minutes. I mean, really, really fast, faster than coffee for sure. Um, no, actually it's, it's, um, Okay, so that within five minutes, that's that's probably the caffeine inside cognizant. But because it's dehydrated caffeine, it gets absorbed faster than than regular coffee. Interesting. And how long for like the entire ingredients list to really make it into your system? Would you reckon? Um, by an hour, they should all, all the guys should be should be working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So if you take it. Hour. Strategically, then I probably should take it if I want to start work, um, you know, at eight in the morning, maybe try to take it closer to seven to have it kick in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, okay. that's, that would work for sure. 
And I already, I just wanted to sort of summarize my feeling of it. I, I think I did this already, but just quickly again, it's fe- it felt like smooth energy. I didn't feel twitchy. I had a clear mind. It kicked in quick. I really liked it when I was doing my output productivity tasks. It gave me sort of a good mental focus uh, when I worked on the computer, but also with clients. I, I work individually with clients, personal training and, you know, in group fitness class situations. I felt good energy for that. Um, even doing presentations, it, it felt really good for, I, I took some today and I'm hopefully sounding energetic while I podcast. Um, uh, you are, you are. So, so <laughs> it, it helps you go into a flow state. Yeah. For sure. Like it makes it easier. Yes. Okay. Uh, awesome. What, one other thing I wanted to, to ask you about it. I don't know if you meditate or not. I was interested on how cognizant would affect my meditation. I don't meditate as much as I should, but I do practice it. A few times a week. Yeah. I need to get better. I need to get every day. Um, well, yeah. Sorry. You know, if, if we're gonna talk about meditation, it's gonna it's gonna be a whole other episode because, like, that that's I am so deep into that I can't even begin. Okay. Um, well, let's let's share notes. So I was thinking it was either gonna be <laughs> one or the other. I thought it was gonna either be harder because of the yeah. in, in energy, or I thought it was gonna be easier because of the adaptogens and being able to to block stress out. Um, so. I felt just normal. I didn't really feel one way or the other, like I was able to, to concentrate more. But I, as I said, I'm not consistent and I struggle with meditation a little bit. So that might be more yep. me than the product, but it didn't didn't hinder or help me really. What, what are your thoughts? Uh, no, for me, it, it, it made it like it was very clear that I can double or yeah, even more, a bit more than that. Like, uh, you know, I can dramatically increase my meditation time because usually like whatever you know regardless of what time i meditate um i can't really like if i go above say 25 or 30 minutes i start to you know get drowsy and by drowsy i mean like i'm I'm about to start nodding off um like you know getting sleepy but but with I, I tried it. I think I was, I was I did it for an hour when like uh, wow. you know when I really wanted to see how long. Yeah, because like you, fatigue is gone, and that's that's the only thing that that um, stops me from from meditating usually, uh, like when I tried it at the time. So because of you know this energy boost and like annihilation of all fatigue, uh, I I could just you know stay for for way longer than I usually can. Um, sorry. So you're meditating 30 or 40 minutes a session. Are you doing this daily? Uh, well, I was doing that at the time, to be honest, but I don't, I don't meditate anymore. And it's not because I don't value meditation. It's the opposite. It's because I now, I mean, it's not an accurate description, but I would say I'm pretty much meditating all the time now. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, like I like I said, it it would probably take a whole other episode, but at some point, like I was, I was, so into meditation, um, like I studied and practiced Eastern spirituality for like for like four years in depth. And I, like I get, you know, this is part of the curiosity as well. Like I get obsessive when I'm into something. So I really, really went quite deep at the time. And I can't really explain it. Like I don't know what happened exactly. But at some point, I realized that I had the ability without any technique, without any method to just stop thinking whenever I want to, which was, you know, life changing. But uh, you asked me how I did it. I don't know, to be honest. Well, I, I think I can appreciate what you're saying, um, just based on my limited experience with with meditation. So let me let me take a crack at it. So, and doing thirty or forty minutes building up to that sounds amazing to me because I I really have to work hard for ten. <laughs> no. So, but but when I do a good job on it, 
Um, yeah. One of the best ways I've heard it explained, I think it was on Headspace, was it, when you're meditating, you're almost like the world is traffic and you're standing on the side of the road and a car drives by and that's anger. And another mm-hmm. car drives by and that's sadness. And another car drives by and that's excitement. And if you're not in a meditative state, you get in the car for a ride and you go through that whole journey of anger or sadness or excitement or whatever. When you're meditating properly, you can notice those things, but you don't get on for the ride. You just sort of let them pass you by. And so it sounds like you've done such amazing work with meditation. Maybe you're, you can almost be in that transcendental state all the time where you're just letting things wash over you, but not, not yeah. letting them affect you. Yeah, yeah, like I really like, like, you know, I've, I've tried to figure, you know, I've tried to reverse engineer, like what exactly happened, but I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's that we can all do it, and I just suddenly realized that I can. I don't know, but you know, because I've tried, I've tried all the, te- like in my, you know, back in the day, I've, I've tried all the techniques, and I've, I've, you know, I experimented with lots of things, but then, like I said today, I realized that, uh, which is what actually most of the, like you know the gurus basically talk that you're gonna you know you should um, be able to after a while is you know no technique no method it's just zen at at uh you know and at zen at any time you want basically but to, to go to comment in your description so i totally agree um i mean i don't know do you label your emotions when you meditate no no i you know mine's pretty pretty generic but I, i'm okay. willing to learn okay uh, no, but like because some people think that labeling, you know, even some experts advise that you label the emotions you feel. But I, I don't think that's that's productive if you want to be get into meditative state, um, because meditation is actually is actually the opposite of that. It's completely, you know, it's not labeling anything, anything whatsoever. And like you said, you become, you know, the witness of of your thoughts and emotions, and you know, the the content of your mind, basically. And uh, the, w- of course, um, a natural um, consequence of that is that you become completely detached of what's going on. So it's like it's like you are watching your thoughts and emotions in third-person point of view. Yes, that yeah. makes total sense, and that I think that just must take a lot of practice and focus to to get to that point. Um, I, I don't know, man. Like I, I'm not sure it, it, it would. I mean, for sure you would. Um, Maybe maybe it would, the, the point of the practice would be so that you you know because it's, it would be something very new to you so you need time to get used to it but and, and maybe time to to for it not to become so new and like you know so you don't feel threatened by it but I think as an ability itself uh, I mean theoretically it really shouldn't take a lot of time I mean I'm just thinking of it as I speak right now oh that's cool thank you for sharing I'm I'm inspired to continue to keep you know, going on that journey and, and get better. For sure. Like, like just, just as a, I mean, I know you have the apps and different, um, uh, you know, sources for learning meditation, but if you want to try, like when you do your meditation session for 10 or 20 minutes, just sit, uh, you know, you, well, you can stand, but I mean, I'm just assuming you sit down. Um, yeah. Like remain as the watcher of, of, you know, the, the thought stream. And then um, of course, between, two consecutive thoughts, you're going to realize that there's a gap of no thought, as it's sometimes called. Uh, but yeah, the trick is just don't don't follow the thoughts. And that, that's all, you know, you don't need to do anything, basically. You don't need to concentrate on anything. Well, it's, it's basically, yeah, you, you just sit and do nothing. Concentrate I mean, on uh, concentrate on not concentrating. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, 
Okay. Well, no, mm-hmm. it, 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 it does. It's, uh, you know, that's one way of putting it. Real quick, um, talking about a couple last things with with Cognizant before we move mm-hmm. on. Um, so thinking about different ways to to take it, I was thinking, you know, I guess this is sort of shallow and <laughs> not everybody might be worried about this, but every once in a while I'll um, I'll whiten my teeth. And, you know, when you're whitening your teeth, you don't want to have drink coffee and red wine or it's just going to mess up the whole process. So yeah. I was thinking that actually would be a really good time to, to take Cognizant too. Like if you're eliminating coffee for a couple of weeks while you white your teeth, you could, you could have Cognizant then and still have really good energy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I should have it so, uh, and, but, you know, somewhere in the marketing pitch that might be useful for some customers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then something else too, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I noticed some effects of it. Maybe it's placebo, maybe it's not, but some effects, especially the day after I would take it. So I would take it the five days in a row, like you recommended. Maybe it was mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, Saturday, don't take it. And I would still sort of feel that like buzzy, smooth energy kind of feeling, um, even on the day that I didn't take it. Have you noticed that at all? Or is that just me? No, no, it can like the, some of the adaptogens can, can be long lasting and they do accumulate for sure. So, like, let's say the last day you took it was Friday. On Saturday, you would still feel feel quite a bit of the effects. But it would take until Sunday for it to completely clear out. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And I know some of the claims with nootropics um, are, include memory. I, I, I talked about productivity a lot um, and energy, uh, which without question were things that I noticed. I didn't notice too much about memory, but I didn't really specifically mm-hmm. test it to be fair. So I wasn't yeah. like, you know, doing a memory test and trying to make myself remember anything. I can just say that I was really productive when I took it and yeah. I had I had good energy. Um, well, uh, to, yeah, to, to kind of like clarify that point, I mean, the most that you get, the memory boost that you can get with Cognizant, like this is the top, is 7.5%. And although that, that's good, that's, you know, usually like statistically 5% is the point of significance. Like mm-hmm. any variable, you need like a anything you know more, more like five five percent is the threshold of significance usually so with 7.5 percent it can go up to eight point something you're talking about two or three percent above the threshold of significance so there is a memory benefit and it's, it's proven clinically i mean at least in, in, on the ingredients themselves which are used in cognizant but like we have to admit it's not really you know 7.5 percent is not a major boost well, I'll, I'll try it again uh, next time, and I'll I'll have uh, I'll do a flashcard test or something to to see if I'm part of that seven <laughs> percent. Awesome. Well, do it. I mean, I'll, I should send you a few more bottles because, like, um, the soonest it it would work uh, with the memory benefit is uh, four weeks actually. In the, oh, in the, I see. Interesting. Okay, so it's got yeah, to build up in your system a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So that that's another thing with Cognizant is that different effects have different timelines basically. So the energy you'd feel, you know, right away within like half an hour or 40 minutes stops. The uh, same thing for the focus or not all the focus, but but at least, you know, half the focus benefit would be in within an hour, which is like the caffeine alkanine. And then the rest of the focus and the mood uh, would come from the adaptogens. So you'd feel quite a bit of that on the first day, but it would take until the second or third day for the accumulation uh, of adaptogens to, to really make it kick in. And then the longest timeline is, of course, for the memory effect, which would start, uh, you know, it would begin after one month. Interesting. Okay. That's good to know. All right. So we heard m- my crazy little scenarios and, and how, how I used it and, and found it helpful. I want to know from the man himself. So, Ferris, how do you personally 
use Cognizant yeah. and, and, and what have your results been? Yeah. Okay. So I think I, I briefly touched on that earlier with the, with the goal, you know, like the, the goal-oriented mentality. But mm-hmm. I, I use it the way you, you use it as well, which is how I, I describe it on the bottle. You know, that the same guideline, which is three pills to get no, three pills, three capsules together at the same time in the morning uh, for five consecutive days, which is Monday to Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday you you basically cycle it off. You stop taking it. And for me, I definitely feel the the energy. And uh, I feel it without any jitters, so that's as intended. I, 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 and I, you know, to say a bit about my own individual genetic makeup, if I drink too much coffee, I can also become a bit nervous. So, uh, uh, so it's good, you know, that I, well, it's well, you know, during testing, it was further confirmation for me at the time that I didn't feel any jitters with cognizant, and I feel I feel more focused. And this is, uh, I briefly touched on it earlier when I said that it makes me more goal oriented. Uh, so like I, I really, uh, you know, stick to what I have to do. I mean, uh, because usually on a personal level, I, I switch. So sometimes I like to be focused. Sometimes I like to leave myself free flowing and the free flowing part is more when I'm trying to come up with something new rather than being, uh, you know, going into execution mode. So it's, um, I find Cognizant really useful for execution mode, basically. Um, and then we've got the mood. The and the, the mood uh, effect mostly comes to me in terms of like um, stress resilience. So let's say a sudden stressful situation happens. Like I'm not talking about something bothering. I'm, I'm talking about like something happened on the spot, you know, in business or personal or like the car breaking down or something sudden like that. I realized that my stress reaction is calmer. And more contained. So um, my my body response to the stressor is less than it usually is, if it makes sense. Yeah, so I'm, absolutely. I'm, I'm more in control uh, in the midst of acute stress. Let's put it that way, because I mean, I'm, I'm using acute stress to describe like sudden, sudden. I don't know if dangerous is the right word, but yeah, like su- sudden stressful situations. Um, I would say that would sum it up. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for sharing it. Do you drink coffee in combo um, with it? Like I do, or do you, I, I used to drink coffee, but I no longer do. No, no, not okay. really. Interesting. Well, you almost don't have to. I mean, if, <laughs> it's, it's really yeah. almost more of a ritual for me than it is a necessity, especially with Cognizant. No, I understand that. It, like that, that's, you know, what I also hear from most people is that coffee is, you know, their morning ritual. Right. So yeah, I get that. Well, I want to, I want to talk a couple different points of view, um, because, you know, if people are interested in checking this out, they're certainly going to go out and do, do research. You've got a lot of good resources out on your, on your website that we'll share with everybody in the show notes and blog. Um, when I was preparing for, um, our chat, I wanted to just see if there's skeptical points of view out there. And of course there are with anything that's sort of new, um, you know, in, in science. So I, I wanted to share a couple of these. And I wanted to get your responses for so, yeah. so the first one is from Dr. Novella, Dr. Steve Novella. Um, a lot of people probably know him. He's a big contributor on sciencebasedmedicine.org. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a clinical neurologist at Yale. Um, and so he's, he said, and I'll share the link to this article in the show notes. He said that nootrop- nootropics um, that use stimulants like caffeine are good for creating, he says this, that they create the illusion of cognitive enhancement. He says, mm. um, he says, if you, if, 
if you get enough sleep, if you get regular exercise, if you keep mentally active, if you don't skip meals and if you avoid alcohol and other drugs, that it's going to work better than any nootropic. So I definitely think there is some truth to that. And that's one of the reasons I got into this, because I would look at the, the formulas of these different commercial nootropics and I would see the only thing with any effect in that formula is the caffeine. So there is some truth to that. And um, So that's a nice way of saying some of the other formulas are garbage. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's true. It's true. Like, like that's, you know, that was my personal uh, one, you know, one of the factors of my personal motivation to, to get to get into, you know, creating cognizant. Sure. But the thing is, like, um, no, I'm going to put myself in a, in, a, in a precarious position here because I'm going to say that it doesn't apply to cognizant. And now, of course, that's what any business owner would say. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna stop there because I wanna demonstrate exactly why it doesn't. Um, so we've we've already been, you know, we've talked uh, uh, in detail about the different ingredients of cognizant, and I want to say that, uh, you know, out of the six main ingredients of cognizant, five of them have a very specific and significant subjective feeling besides caffeine. And that's what that, that, that's what most of the other nootropics are lacking. So no other nootropics uses as as many adaptogens as we do, or very few of them do. And the the you know these adaptogens they have a specific subjective feeling. And you can go you any one of you guys watch you know listening to this you can go to examine.com because that's just where you can see all the studies put in one place. And you can see this the the specific subjective effects and feelings that gives you. And, um, you, you know, you can check it for yourselves. So, you know, I'm going to just briefly mention this again. Rhodiola rosea does increase subjective well-being in, in the studies. And it, it does. It also does increase, uh, you know, like it, it eliminates fatigue uh, and it preserves mental, mental performance under uh, conditions of, of extreme tiredness or fatigue. So that's that has a subjective feeling. Uh, you, you know, it's not just. On paper, it has a subjective feeling. Same thing with ginseng. The energy, the long-lasting smooth energy, has a subjective feeling. Same thing with ashwagandha, the anti-stress or anti-anxiety herb. That has a subjective feeling. So that's why I would say, that, you know, the Dr. Uh, Dr. Stevens' remarks don't apply to cognizant because there are quite a few different uh, nuanced and, and significant and specific feelings which come from the, the uh, you know, the effect of different ingredients inside cognizant. Does that make sense, Paul? It, it, it does. And my response to Dr. Novella's comments, he says, if you get these, it's better than any smart drugs, sleep, exercise, mentally active, don't skip meals and avoid yeah. alcohol. Well, if you ignore my couple of glasses of red wine on occasion, I tick all of those boxes really well. Um, and that's no joke. And, I saw a dramatic difference when I used Cognizant versus just coffee, you know, and I talked about the, the sort of smooth energy. So, and fine, if it's placebo, uh, my friend Pete Smith says, I'll, I placebo the heck out of myself and I love it. You know, I mean, that's fine. Placebo is great. Yeah. And I don't no. think it is, honestly, I, I really do think it's, it's a, it's a real thing that's, that's, you know, biochemically happening in the body, but uh, that sort of shoots down his point there. Um, you know, yeah. if I was really that's weak it. in all those areas and I was taking it and, and feeling energy, that's that's fine. But I'm uh, doing a really good job in all those areas and still felt a, a pretty big difference. 
That, that's awesome, Paul. If you don't mind, I'll, I'll be using that your testimonial somewhere now. <laughs> that's fine. I, 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 like I said, I, I really, one of the things that I said early on with, with this show is that, you know, we can talk about products, but I'm going to, I'm going to vet yeah. them myself and try them out myself. And if I don't believe in it, we're, you know, we're going to be yeah. honest about that on the show. So. Oh, um, for sure. Totally. But to, 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 you know, to answer the second part, like the second section, the part about getting enough sleep, exercising, um, you know, doing the basics. I don't know because I know you went over, uh, you know, my, our blog uh, section. Yes. So I don't know if you read it in some articles. I actually say that, um, you know, get the basics first, like getting enough sleep, exercising, eating well. Those are prior to cognizant. Like it's, it's not that I want, you know, yeah, cognizant is going to be good for you. But I would actually, I would really prefer that you get the basics first, you know, like build the, build the, the, the strong and stable and proper foundation, and then go take it a step further with cognizant. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. I mean, you're, you don't want to be trying to make this as some magic pill. That's, you know, if somebody's really, really far behind in all these other, you know, necessary areas that it's going to fix everything for them. And I like that you're promoting it as a, an added benefit on top of the really important wellness balance pieces. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, like, you know, it's, it's also part of our mission statement that we want to help people be, be at their best. So it's not like, you know, we want to, to sell you whatever we can sell you. Like, um, and, and like, we actually want you to be the best that you can be, you know, get, live the best life that you can live, achieve the most that you can achieve. And it's not just because uh, we, we really want to help people that way. We really like, we yeah, of, of course, we really do want to, but it, it's also really useful for our brand that we be like that. Oh, absolutely. One more quick uh, skeptic that I want to talk about talks about uh, nootropics in a little different way. I want to hear your response to this too. Um, So this Mm. was a 2017 article uh, in WashingtonPost.com. Morali Durazwami, excuse me, um, who has done some, uh, led some clinical trials uh, at Duke University Health System and um, said that there was no evidence of what are commonly known as smart drugs of any type improving thinking or productivity over the long run. Said there's a sizable demand, but the hype around efficacy far exceeds available evidence. This was the quote that I wanted you to respond to specifically, because I think this yeah. is interesting and I don't know enough about it to 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 make it any sort of inference. Um, said well, it's a zero sum game. That's because would... when you uh, open up one circuit in the brain, you're impairing another system. What do you think that he means by that? I, I would actually agree with him, but the, the but because I, he's actually referring to a very specific uh, subclass of nootropics. What is meant by smart when 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 you know when they when someone says smart drugs, uh, what they're referring to is the paracetams, the modafinil, and and the other ones. But usually it's the modafinil and the and the paracetams, and they. Uh, they, you know, unlike adaptogens who have like a multi-layered and and more general uh, like effect, these smart drugs have a very specific w- mode of action. For example, modafinil is a wakefulness agent. Uh, it was originally uh, designed for na- narcolepsy. I think you know uh, to, to keep to keep patients awake. So they have a very specific mode of action, and and that's what that, well that's what is usually called smart drugs, unlike neutro, you know natural nootropics, which is the other herbs and and the ingredients. So yeah, I mean like I personally don't take any smart drugs because I don't paracetams, modafinil. These these drugs have only been around for I don't know how many decades, but they're they're very new, and 
I'm not taking any of them until I see the long-term research on it. Gotcha. Okay. So, so thank you for helping make that clear. So we're talking about really two different things here. A nootropic is different than your, um, prasitam. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, from the smart drugs, which usually includes like the, the, you know, there's a very, there's a large group of different prasitams. There's like piracetam, phenyl piracetam, aniracetam, you know, oxyracetam. It's a, it's a very wide range of, of different, um, like, chemically created or yeah, like chemically created, uh, smart drugs as they're called. I see. Okay. And so this concern with paracetam and some of the other smart drugs where they're, they're opening up one circuit in the brain. So maybe like wakefulness, like you were talking about, yeah, it, yeah. it could be impairing another system. So since it's a synthetic form, uh, that hasn't been studied very well. That could very well be a possibility, but just to be clear, this isn't like a nootropic like cognizant. It's a different type of cognitive enhancement. Exactly. Yeah. The, okay. the, the, like it, it would. It, I like. I suspect those smart drugs create imbalances, and that's why I don't. You know, I've never tried it myself, and I will not be trying it in the foreseeable future. Future. Right. Um, and also, yeah, the uh, cognizant is is like uh, is a natural nootropic blend, so. We only use natural nootropics, you know, like herbal nootropics. We, there are no smart drugs in it whatsoever. So yeah, thank you for responding to those sort of counterpoints of view. And I think you made it clear, you know, why Cognizant is in both cases is different. Um, and you know, I came a couple across a couple of studies. You've got some really good research, uh, on your website, which I encourage people to check out. There's a couple of extra ones that I found. I don't think they're on your site. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, mm. But I thought these were interesting. They're specifically talking about um, L-theanine and L-theanine combined with caffeine. So the first mm. one is in uh, biological psychology. It's a 2007 study. Um, and it found that L-theanine reduced uh, psychological and physiological stress responses. And mm. then a 2014 study in the Journal of Nutrition Review. Uh, this, is, this is a systematic review of 11 different studies found that when you combined caffeine with L-theanine, you get the alertness uh, task switching and attention of individuals when you combine the two, which as we spoke of earlier, are two of your key ingredients that are in, uh, cognizant. Yeah. So, so good job combining those two. Thank you. Uh, but I thought, um, I spoke earlier about how I had the smooth energy without jitters that I get with coffee sometimes. And I really liked the combination of ingredients and I feel like I understand it better after you explained it. And I, I, maybe you're searching for this now, but I don't think there's any studies out there other than sort of our anecdotal sharing on the exact combination of what you have with caffeine, L-theanine, red ginseng, ginkgo biloba, or panicked mm -hmm. ginseng and red ginseng are the same thing. Um, yeah. Ashwagandha and the radiola rosea. Is, is there anything you're aware of that uh, is studying that exact, you know, sweet combination that you have or something close? Uh, no, no, unfortunately not. No, if, if there was, then I'm, then, the, you know, someone would have created cognizant before we did, but no, no, not that as uh, I know right. of, um, I have, I have looked into human trials myself, myself, you know, me, me and Greg, when we were like looking for further, uh, uh how we could demonstrate the quality, uh, of cognizant better, but like live human trials cost millions and millions of, of dollars. It's just completely unrealistic, at least, you know, on our scale so far. Um, we might in the future consider like in vitro trials, which is like, uh, testing the combination on, on cells outside the human body, like in a lab. 
and that's that's much more uh, manageable and and uh, uh, it, it 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 it's not as accurate. But that's that's one option we're looking into. But no, to answer your question, there are no tests on the combination uh, as a whole. Gotcha. Yet. But but to be clear, there are many, many studies on all of the ingredients that are in Cognizant, just to make yes. sure people understand that. And some some in combination, like the Jinko and the, the ginseng or the caffeine and L-theanine. So it's like different permutations within Cognizant, yeah. Yeah. Like you said, if the, if Cognizant had been created, there'd be studies out there on it already. Nobody, yeah. was, nobody was as smart as you to come up with it, though. That's the problem. Well, <laughs> I, I really don't think it's actually not complicated at all to do what we did, which is why I jumped into it. Like, uh, because I could see that, you know, this is something so simple. And yet, maybe this industry is so new that no one, you know, came up with something so, so you know, simple to, to, to make because it's not complicated at all. So, so yeah, maybe it's the, the novelty of the, of the whole industry. I don't know. Well, that, that's actually a nice segue to my next question about sort of the supplement industry and, and how you got everything started. So I don't think you give yourself enough credit. I think you all did a really good job with, with your research and <laughs> you. your knowledge base. but. You know, as most of us know, supplements are largely unregulated. Um, yeah. And I bet, I think if it was me, and I bet you're the same way, you really kind of wish it was because you guys are doing it right. You know, you're you're making sure that the ingredients are good quality, that they're safe. Um, you want people to be successful and healthy. You're not trying to turn a buck. And so it, it seems to me that you probably are somebody that wishes that we had you know, you know, the FDA regulating supplements so you could certify their, their safety and effectiveness a little bit better. Yeah, we, we totally do. And uh, I would say there are two, two main reasons for that. One is customers and consumers in general would trust us more if they knew this product was regulated and approved. Like, I mean, like, like uh, in terms of like bottom line, like, like sales would dramatically increase if, if people had complete trust in, in, in the Let's, let's say safety of the product. You know? Absolutely, and, uh, yes. And, purity. Uh, and also the second reason is, all, which is quite, you know, it's, it's on, almost on like the, the same note, which is that our stakeholders would have more trust in us. For example, one thing we really, really struggled with and was close to decimating our business before it began, and which has actually uh, succeeded in decimating many, many other supplement businesses is um getting a payment system in place and that's because uh payment uh gateways or payment systems do not trust supplements why it's not because they're bad but because supplements are not regulated and these payment gateways don't are not willing to place enough resources to check companies on a case-by-case basis and this by the way like i'm saying it online because i don't you know if someone can do it please do it i don't have the time or money to do it myself right now if you can create a payment gateway specifically for supplements, you're going to be a very rich man. Wow. Wow. I had no idea. Because this is a problem I faced and I've talked to many, you know, many other supplement, you know, we, we supplement business owners talk to, to, to each other and um, we all have the same problem. We, we don't, you know, we, you know, like I, I would say like only five to 10% of us can actually take credit cards the 90 percent of us are always trying to do it and even the 10 percent of, of us that do have credit card systems always feel uh you know always feel they're in precarious position and that the blanket can be pulled from under their feet any moment wow so if anyone has the resources to do it 
or the the IT uh, you know IT experience because I don't have a coder background. Uh, Paul, probably I don't mind having my my email uh, on on the show notes. So please feel free to get in touch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll definitely include your contact information. Awesome. So you mentioned uh, to me as I was talking about taking Cognizant before my workouts and sort of feeling some some good benefit from it, lower heart rate and sort of steady energy. Um, mm. And my own nervousness, which was usually self-imposed. <laughs> I've got some crazy stuff going on in my head all the time, especially in my exercise. But anyways, mm. you had mentioned that you uh, you have a pre-workout supplement. I think that's what you were terming mm. it as. Well, yeah. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't really call it a pre-workout. It can, it can definitely be used as a pre-workout, so it can cognizant. But um, I mean, I probably put it that way just because it, 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 uh, it's more explosive than cognizant, I would say. Okay. So, so Cogni Up, uh, so funny enough, Cogni Up, our future product, is also for energy, focus, mood, and memory. So it's, it's the it, it ticks the same boxes as Cognizant, but the difference is that in the short term, Cogni Up is more explosive. It's more energy boosting, and if you're prone to it, it's more likely to give you a, a anxiety. Cogni Up. So it, it's it's a bit more hardcore, basically. Okay. Okay. Um, so. Uh, it's like uh, Cogni, Cognizant on steroids. Well, I probably shouldn't say that about a supplement, though. <laughs> uh, well, it's... Uh, how do I put it? And actually, it doesn't have more caffeine than Cognizant, but it's just the mechanism is much more unhinged, basically. Cool. cool. Um, when do you guys think you're going to try to push that into public? Maybe, I think, I'd say we're like maybe a month or five weeks away from it. I actually went to Biohacker Summit in, in Estonia in mid-September. And uh, that was part of my experimentation phase. So I gave it to the whole summit. It's like 50 or 70 people take Cogni up, sorry, and they totally loved it. Like They absolutely loved it. So the, the, the results have been overwhelmingly positive. You know, the, the research is done, the formula is ready, and I, I'm just... I have it actually available on pre-order if, if anyone is interested. Um, and yeah, like I'd, I'd say maybe in like a month and a bit, it should be out. Okay, great. Oh, actually, and, and the, in, the, in the long term, so the main differences are in the short term, Cogniap is more explosive. And in the long term, Cognizant is better at stress resilience, whereas Cogniap is better at, at mood lifting in the long term. Yeah. So maybe you could, you know, you could operate with, with both. Like one of the things I was thinking about with, with Cognizant is that I could even use it, you know, part-time, like use it, um, when I'm working on a big project for like a week and then maybe go off of it for a while and then go back on it. Um, although I guess you probably wouldn't get sort of the long-term benefits, uh, like memory if you went on and off of it. What do you think about that? You you would get the other three. I mean, the stress resilience uh, and and mood uh, benefit would take like two days or three days, maybe you know, to build up. But you'd get most of the benefits. But yeah, wouldn't you would not get the memory benefit. But that's 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 okay because, like I said, you know, a seven point five percent memory boost is not something very major. But it sounds like you could even you know use Cognizant for certain types of things that you're going through or anticipate that you're going to go through. And then the Cogni up again, if you're, you know, preparing for an event or something like that, that I think there'd be different situations where both of them might be, um, mm, might be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. But actually, uh, I would, I would not recommend using Cogni up and Cogni Zen concurrently. Oh, okay. That's good. That's um, good to be clear on that. And, and I'll explain why actually. And, and the thing is also with, with Cogni up, 
most likely you have to experiment to know for yourself but with cogni app most likely you have to quit coffee completely oh wow that powerful because well it's it's not really about the power it's about the mechan one of the mechanisms of action so you know cognizant uses caffeine as caffeine and combines it with l-thanine and and you know has a bit of synergy with with jensen okay so that's 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 all what that's uh, all the caffeine stuff when it comes to cognizant with cognizant it's actually different so it's using the same amount of caffeine but it is uh dramatically intensifying it and making it longer lasting so cognizant relies more on caffeine than cognizant um what it does is uh, in cognizant the caffeine is made to be more powerful and last longer cool cool well i'll definitely check it out whenever you get it uh going we'll we'll talk about it some more the, the, the thing is that it would also apply to to external caffeine you take. So if you, you know, you, if you take Cogniap and then let's say in a few hours, I, I mean, maybe it, it would need like to be a four hour gap for, 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 for it to be like completely, uh, you know, for there to be no interference whatsoever. But let's say you take Cogniap and then in an hour you take coffee. The coffee you took, you know, an hour after Cogniap is also going to be intensified. Wow. Wow. So that's the thing with Cogniap. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I, I thought it would be like great for elite athletes because it would be. Uh, well, first of all, it's totally legal, and all all the ingredients you know are are safe, and you you know no one's gonna accuse you of doping. Yet at the same time, it's it's quite hardcore, and it, it's both you know it boosts your both it's boosts you both phys- physically and mentally. So I just, and I don't know, in my mind, I have, I have this idea that Cogniap would be really suitable for some elite athletes. Like I'm thinking Formula One, um, like, uh, I don't know, basketball, tennis. Um, funny enough, I, like actually, we, I did give um, Mick, Mick Schumacher, Michael's son. He, he has, he, I think he's trying, I did, his coach was in Estonia, so I gave him a bottle of Cogniap to try and I think he tried it I'm pretty sure but I just I just I don't want to you know I'm waiting for a few more weeks to pass before I, I check on him and ask how, how it was but um, yeah like that that's the kind of, of situation where I think Cogniap would be useful as Cognizant I would think of it more as a as a student uh, uh, or like um, you know a professional entrepreneur uh, yeah, yeah like like okay, in my mind, Cogniap is for for people who want to be hit with a brick. <laughs> yes, I can appreciate that. Well, like, that, like the race car driver, that's a good uh, that's a good example, though. I mean, for people that don't yeah. know, that's a very very physically and mentally demanding sport. I mean, you're going in the Indy cars, you're going you know over 200 miles per hour. You cannot make a mental mistake, or else you're toast. So and, and you know these people, they lose like sometimes up to 10 pounds in one race, which yes. is crazy. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, they drink Red Bull before the race, like, you know, like, like screw the Red Bull. Why don't you have something much better? Like Red Bull is just caffeine here. Have, have something which gonna, you know, something more potent. And, and it'll keep you calmer too. Right. I mean, that's, you're going to be able to keep your nerves calmed better with, with. Yeah. With well, um, I mean, that's would be more with Cognizant. Although Cognizant also has 300 milligram of althanine. So I, I haven't had anyone complaining. Cogniap is making them nervous. And that's actually, that was comforting for me because I did originally anticipate that quite quite a, you know, a decent portion of people who try Cogniap will be nervous. 
but that has not been the case at all. So probably the alkanine is really doing its job very well because you know the usual dose is 200 milligram, but in both Cognizant and Cognizant, I use 300 milligrams. So it seems that uh, people are not getting nervous with Cognizant, which is uh, something I anticipated and it was fine with, with because you know the way I describe Cognizant is it, it, it's, it's designed to be explosive. Yeah, yeah, very cool, very cool. Yeah, I'll be sure to send you a bottle when they're out. Yeah, yeah, I'll be excited sure. to try it. We'll have to talk about it after I, I check it out. Totally. While we're on supplements, uh, I don't want to keep you too much longer. I've had you for a long time. Just a couple more questions. Um, so I'm one of these guys that started taking uh, creatine monohydrate when it first came out in the late 90s. Um, yeah. And I was this is when I didn't do my research. I just took it because I heard it was a good supplement. And, and you know, of course, nowadays it's probably, you know, the most or one of the most studied uh, supplements of all time and, you know, keeps coming back as a, as a very safe supplement to take. But the reason I bring it up with you, um, is because it's been shown to have some cognitive function benefits. Um, just a couple of quick studies I'll share study in the uh, British journal, British journal of nutrition in 2011 show that results uh, included better memory for vegetarians and reaction time tasks, irrespective of diet. So, uh, reaction yeah. time was better no matter how you ate. And then the vegetarian piece for me, I think it's important because I'm actually, I've been eating plant-based for five years and, um, I'm aware of, you know, creatine only being found in meat. So that's nice to see that, um, supplementing it can help with, with some cognitive function are, there. Are, are you a vegetarian? Paul? Yeah, well, um, I'm actually, uh, technically a plant-based, so no animal products at all. Um, for, for the last five years, it's been really the good vegan. for, yeah, yeah. Well, the, see the V I I'm careful with the V V word with vegan, because some, some people that, uh, from a food perspective, plant-based and vegan means the exact same thing. It basically means new animal, no animal products, but I'm careful yeah. to use that term for myself because I still have leather shoes and, you know, there's, I have other, you know, like leather wallet and that kind of stuff. And so some folks that are, are really, I guess you could say hardcore vegans may take, um, yeah. um, you know, they might have a problem with, with me saying yeah. vegan. So that's why I'm careful with that. Now there's another uh, study too, uh, experimental gerontology, uh, in 2018, this year, uh, showed better memory in, in healthy, in healthy adults, um, with, mm. with creatine. So anyway, I just wanted to know if creatine is something you've ever supplemented with since you're really into cognitive function. I've wondered if it's something you've ever checked out. Hmm. Well, um, you might you might disagree with me on this, but um, I don't think creatine. I mean, I know it's been studied and I know it's safe, but I think it's very easy to abuse creatine and screw yourself up. And to to me, like that's I mean maybe that that's probably probably gives consumers even more trust and and cognizant. But I'm uh, my risk. Uh, profile is not high enough to use creatine. I've used it before quite a bit because I'm into weightlifting as well, or like, you know, but like resistance training. So I've used it and I can attest at least to the physical component that, yeah, my power increased by 20% when I used it easily. And um, I would totally believe the, the mental benefits it provides. But I mean, man, I really don't want to screw, you know, don't want to mess with my kidneys. And it's just the the way, you know, the, like, I mean, I know it. Like I said, I know it's relatively safe, well, not quite safe, but I just, uh, I mean, I look at how it affects 
the way my body uses water and man like I, I really don't want to mess with my kidneys so i personally personally and i know it's just me it's not that i'm, I'm not saying it's bad but i don't want to use like i don't use creatine and i but because i've pretty much like my philosophy behind cognizant is was creating the product i would use myself i did not include it in, in cognizant either Yep, that that was actually my next question. Is uh, if you were using it, if if it was something you would consider adding to it to sort of have a, a super supplement, but that makes total sense um, why you would why you would avoid it. And you know, just yeah, like, anecdotally, I you know when I take creatine, even just yeah. within an hour after taking it, yeah, I mean you're you're noticing um, your body's uh, building up water for for sure. Yeah, and like like I know the power output. Like you can lift, I can lift quite. I used, I, I remember clearly. You know, I tested it and I was aware of it. I could lift significantly more when I was on creatine, but like I see that you know you have to be really careful to, and make sure you drink a lot of water because you get more, you get dehydrated quicker and and you know, uh, you like yeah yeah like the dehydration rate goes up when you're on creatine and and. Uh, you know the creatinine in, in like in your kidneys increase like i don't know man it's just i think it's it's way too delicate that mechanism that i would i would think like the potential for me the potential harm outweighs the benefits for me yeah, yeah that's I, I appreciate that point of view and that's that's good for folks that you know either take creatine like myself or that are thinking about it to to make sure that yeah. they take you know, weigh that as part of their overall, you know, research in it. That's good. I appreciate that. But for, for, for the part about your diet, I'm, I'm actually, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm not the same, but I'm, I'm, but so I would say closer to you than, than, you know, normal or like the, the average person. I'm a pescatarian myself. Oh, and, great. Uh, like, and the reason I chose pescatarian wasn't because of any philosophy. Like I would have went vegan or vegetarian myself. But this, I like I, I literally brought out a pen and paper and opened a calculator and did the math and I, I came up with the result that if I if I'm a pescatarian, I would still be getting all my nutrients and vitamins and minerals without any problem. Like if I go any degree less, if I go to vegetarian or vegan, then I would probably have to extensively supplement. And, you know, I, I, I wanted to, when it came to diet, I wanted to be as natural as possible. So I, I went with pescatarian. Yeah. And I would, I would have to concur with that. Um, you know, pescatarian allows you to eat fish, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, exactly. That's it. And fish, so fish. you're not, you're not having to supplement the, the B12 or the, uh, like omega threes, like a lot of uh, vegans like myself yeah. have to so, supplement. Yeah. So I I don't have to supplement omega threes or B twelve or zinc or calcium, and probably I would say B three is is a bit heavy on the on the meaty side as well. Vitamin B three. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, I've heard that too. Definitely. But uh, but tell me, like, so so you've been supplementing B12 for four years and it's worked perfectly for you. Yeah, no issues whatsoever. No, no issues at all. In fact, uh, my B12 is is better now. <laughs> I took my blood yeah. um, right before I switched just because I wanted to watch everything really closely. Uh, yeah, and yeah. the blood work year over year sh shows really good B12 levels. I'm taking a thousand micrograms every day, just uh, sublingual supplements. Okay. So. okay, got it. Well, that, that's quite a bit. Okay. Yeah, you know, I guess it's, uh, I really like what you're doing there too. I mean, I think if at least the standard American diet, 
one of the yeah. best things you can do is just eat more fruits and vegetables. I mean, that's, that's critical, you know, over half of your plate in, in fruits and vegetables. And, you know, you can argue back and forth on, you know, what's the absolute best diet, but you know, our microbiome yep. is, is like a fingerprint and everybody digests food differently and responds differently to different foods. So <clears throat> I yep. just try to share as many different types of things as I can um, so that people can make the best choice for themselves. And I appreciate, There's, you know, different things work for different folks. The, if, if you're interested, actually, I have this breakfast shake on my blog. And I think this shake, well, it's useful for anyone who would like to try it, but it's especially useful for vegans and vegetarians or like plant-based uh, diets as well, if, 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 you, if you look into it. Because uh, like it contains pumpkin seeds, which are extremely rich in zinc. And uh, well, magnesium is not a problem on plant-based, but um, pumpkin seeds are extremely rich in zinc and iron. And the cacao has quite a bit of iron in it as well. Uh, what else I use? Yeah, I've got almonds, which also have a bit of iron, and so it's so it's it's quite heavy on some stuff which are missing in uh, in, in plant based diets. All right, yeah, we'll we'll link to it in the the show notes and check it out. It'll be the first fabulous smoothie. <laughs> like half an hour before we we went, uh, we started the call. Nice, that's cool. Okay, two more questions, and we'll let you go. I've had you for an hour and a half here. No, so no, I'm having fun. Don't, don't worry about me. Okay. Like, that's the thing about being an entrepreneur. You know, you, your time is yours. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So just in researching nootropics, it seems like, and maybe I'm actually sort of mixing the line between nootropic and smart drug. You helped me sort of define those earlier. But mm. um, it seemed like university students um, are big into nootropics. Um, but again, that might be more like the Adderall and the, and the smart drugs. What yeah. would you guess is is your biggest demographic for Cognizant and then just sort of nootropics in general? So, yeah, I agree that most university students are actually using the, the smart drugs, um, which is, you know, which includes, of course, Adderall and Ritalin or Concerta, uh, you know, diff different names, but they, they work similarly. Like they, they, it's like they're like some kind of... Methamphetamine, you know, methamphetamine derivative. Um, that's that's the most widely used one, and of course, modafinil and brostems are used as well. But uh, in terms of demographics, I definitely see university students as as part of. The thing is that we don't have a very specific target, and I'm trying to build one depending on like like I'm trying to build one through my customers, but I realize that they're quite varied. So. Um, some are nootropics enthusiasts who just like the blend and uh, like basically the blend is similar to what they would have designed for themselves. I have a few of those and I've got a few people who I would say are actually like you and me, like uh, they, you know, they have a plan for their life. They've got a vision and they're trying to achieve the best that they can achieve and contribute to as much as they can to, uh, uh, to the world to put it in a very like general context but and they also work out extensively so i have a few of those as well who use it i've got um and I, i've got a few professionals who use it as well as part, they make it part of their daily routine uh, you know they, they do what you do basically they have cookies and then in a few hours or a couple of hours they have their coffee or other way around um, so I can't really, and um, I mean, I, I can't really pin it down because it's it's it can it has such a wide variety of uh, you know uh, like applications. Like I know, for example, some nootropics specifically target gamers because they they well, they want all the brain power they can get. Really? Um, oh my gosh! I had yeah, no yeah, idea. No, they're, they're, they're 
quite a few, I think, like even the name is, um, applies something related to games. So the, the application and the audience is, is too wide. And I haven't really, like in my mind right now, I would say if I want to divide it to two main target audiences, it would be like, you know, young uh, professionals who want to optimize their life uh, because, you know, they want to achieve the best that they can achieve. And of course, university students. But I would personally identify more with, with the, you know, the professionals and entrepreneurs who basically self-optimize so so they can do their best, I think. Yeah, that's that's great. I was just thinking while you were talking about that, you know, I wish I would have had something like this. Um, when I was a university student, I mean, I didn't even yeah. really drink coffee back in those days. I think Whoa. maybe um, I would have, I think Rockstar <laughs> was just hitting the market. And of course, Red Bull was out. So I think I would occasionally have one of those when I was trying to study and, you know, you know, pull mm -hmm. all nighter or late night studying. But man, it would have been so nice to have something more like uh, Cognizant to, you know, enhance focus and, you know, because I always struggled with I would, I would do really well with studying, but man, when it came time to really put in like two or three hours, I had a hard time staying focused. I think this would have, would have been helpful. Okay. Well, that, well, that means you've done, you know, to go from that to the way you described your routine, I think you did a, a really, you know, like you did a great job in that transformation, Paul. So well done because it's, <laughs> I, I, I can picture it. Cause I was like myself when I was young as well, you know, and now I'm, I'm, highly conscientious which is you know the opposite of, of how probably we both were when we were in, in our uni days yes yes we are we're uh, older and wiser men now aren't we Ferris? yes <laughs> one last question for you um yes. it seems like you're a pretty well balanced guy this is a question i ask all of my guests because i think we can learn something from everybody and uh, everybody yeah. sort of has their own personal biohacks if you will on what works for them so yeah. you talked a little bit earlier about, you know, meditation and your process with that. What are some of the other things that you personally use to help find your own wellness balance? Well, I really, I think I do everything I can. So like I eat very, I like I, I never eat refined sugars. And I, and like what I eat is, is literally measured on, on paper, you know, like, like how it would help me and what, what nutrients uh, yeah, you know, I'm missing out and how, how I make sure I don't miss out on them. So I, I eat really well. I exercise religiously. Um, you know, I, I have like, I use product, you know, I'm, I'm quite productive and organized as well as, as you are. Um, but so, so I do all, all the, you know, all the textbook, <laughs> I follow the textbook quite well when it comes to like biohacking and, and staying on top of things. But like I said, I think that the most important and, and useful thing for me has been the ability to, um, you know, to be me Zen at all times, or at least most of the time. I think that that's the big thing, because when, when you're like that, you become like, can you imagine you hope like your entire brain power focused on what you're doing and like, no, OK, so you're like more productive, more capable, more, more, you know, even more intuitive or like more creative and, and just like very um like you like yeah you can take on anything when 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 you're able to to be like that you know like you, it's very hard for you to get overwhelmed i think but i used to get overwhelmed back when i was younger well i did I, when i didn't have that ability the, I, the, I think that's really really good advice because you know in western society we just what we need more of is what we don't want to do which is get ourselves into a parasympathetic state 
Well, how do we do yeah. that? We slow down yeah. for a little bit. You meditate, you know, you do a hot sauna and you, yeah. you know, do a zone two easy cardiovascular workout, all the things that we don't want to do. We want to, we want to do, or like yoga is a good example, but we want to do like the super intense yoga and we want to do like, uh, yeah. you know, all yeah. these, we don't want to do the the things that we really should do to slow yeah, down. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a very type A culture, but I would say that uh, like for, for those people who are listening to this, who are very type A, that that's fine. You know, like I'm type A too, and I'm pretty sure Paul is as well. Yes. But it's it's not it's it's not an antidote or like it's not a it's not a type A depressant this whole and stuff like if you read the book Relentless which is by Tim Grover and this guy is basically the coach and guru of uh, superstar athletes like Michael Jordan Kobe Bryant Charles Barkley uh, you know like those are probably Tom Brady what's the the quarterback guy like many of the top superstars in in, in North America and and the US in general. Like the most, like the thing he focuses on the most in his book, which is all about killer instinct and achieving the best that you can achieve and, you know, going above and, you know, you know, continuously pushing to achieve and achieve and achieve more and more and more, never being satisfied. So, which is, you know, what resonates with type A people. The thing he focuses most about, uh, focuses the most on in his book is the ability to go into the zone. And the zone is the place where you're completely, where you're able to completely block out everything and focus on what you have to do. You know, we, the, the zone, like he has a saying in his book, you know, he says when he, he's talking to his athletes, he says, when the room, like when the hall, what are like, okay, when the place gets uh, brighter and hotter, I want you to be to become darker and cooler. And like, he doesn't really talk, he doesn't even mention uh, meditation or Zen or yoga, but th that's really what he's referring to. Like the zone, is the place where you just you, you stop thinking about irrelevant stuff. You just you know you block everything out. You focus on what you have to do and like like, like no distractions, and you, you just flow. So so uh, the whole, the point of all what I'm saying is that this is not you know Zen or, or like whatever word you want to use to describe it is not a, a hindrance for achievement and for, for for being the best that you can be or like like being productive. Yeah, that's really good advice. It's it's only going to help. It really is. And yeah. So, yeah. It's like, um, this probably isn't a very good example, but it came to mind. So, you know, it's like trying to convince um, people or companies to allow their employees to maybe exercise at lunch. Well, hmm. you know, intuitively you're thinking, uh, oh man, they're going to be away for an hour at lunch to exercise. That means lower productivity. But in reality, mm. it's been shown in research that if you allow uh, the employee time to take a break from work and exercise, they actually come back and they are much more productive. Even if they worked the whole time through, if they have that break, it's, it's, I guess I'm just yeah. trying to speak to the point of, you know, taking time to, you know, to slow down and, and focus and move away is actually going to make you more productive in the end. Yeah, like I remember I was I was an intern at LinkedIn for, for like a few months in London and mindfulness, you know, she's another word for Zen, is a really, really big deal there. And even like the everyone from the CEO down practiced it and they had like sometimes a week long workshop just on, on, on how to be mindful. And at Google I know that you get take twenty percent, twenty percent of your time 
off to do any side project or free flow and and brainstorm about other ideas so so it's actually already used in in like you know um like the 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 the, the companies and corporations at the cutting edge of innovation yeah they they understand that you know yeah. giving them a little bit of space is actually going to help them be more productive and creative at their job <laughs> that's good thank you all very much for listening to the show today also, thank you to my special guest, Firas Abdallah, for being on the show. A few things you can do to help out Boost Health, if you'd be so kind, is to please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast in your podcast app. Leave a review on the Boost Health Facebook page, subscribe to the Boost Health TV YouTube channel, and follow My Boost Health on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also visit the Boost Health website at myboosthealth.com for links to everything along with more motivation and information. Until next time, this is Paul Sandberg for Fierce Abdallah saying goodbye and find, find your, your balance. balance.